0: Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service. Relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA.
1: Well, it doesn't take long, does it? Here we are, almost the end of August of 2010. OK, I'm Graeme VK4, Baker Baker. This is the WIA National News for week commencing August 29. And a WIA centenary update, a commendable on-air effort by the Lockyer Valley Amateur Radio Club. During its three-day slot with the VK100WIA call sign, the club contacted some 25 countries, including two special event stations, 8J1A at the Japan Ham Fair in Tokyo, and VR100S, the centenary station for Hong Kong Scouts. The Lockyer Valley Amateur Radio Club set out to work DX and scored 337 contacts using SSB, CW, PSK31, Echolink and ROS, with about 80% of its log being with DX stations. It picked up a number of stations during the International Lighthouse and Lightship weekend also, much to the delight of those operating at lighthouses around Australia and overseas. And it was a very bright weekend for lighthouses. This year's International Lighthouse and Lightship weekend was from all accounts absolutely a fantastic two-day event. A record 447 registrations, four more than last year. On the country tally, Germany did come out on top with 60 registrations, five up on 2009. Australia was the improver with 57, eight more than its record set last year. Often heard during QSOs with Lighthouse stations were comments from others seriously thinking about being involved in the future such as the enthusiasm demonstrated for the fun event that already 30 registrations have been made for next year online at illw.net. Also in the feedback section are various reports from last weekend. For example, Reisel9Mike2RDX of West Malaysia detailing how he was part of a team of seven radio operators at the Jelang Lighthouse. There was... A great weekend from the perspective of the Amateur Radio Victoria team VK3WI at the Williamstown Lighthouse and Timeball Tower in the inner west of Melbourne. Up to 40 other lighthouses were logged, mostly VK but also in ZL and G-Land. The 20 metre band opened up both days with DX work from Europe, Africa, North America, Martinique plus back-to-back QSOs with a R1 station in Russian Antarctica and then Canada. Now, you want to know more? Check out the website... I-L-L-W
2: Across Australia from VK1WIA you're tuned to the WIA National News Service In New South Wales it can be heard on various frequencies from 160 metres to 23 centimetres From VK2WI, Dural at 10am every Sunday I'm Eric, VK2VE
1: WIA National Field Day Saturday, October 23 Plan your participation in this great public relations event to help promote Amateur Radio and have fun at the same time. The event's catchphrase, Tune into the world, Amateur Radio Gets People, is now depicted in a logo that is a simple yet highly effective branding tool for all types of promotional media. The logo has a stylized globe emphasising the Australian continent. Four stick figures representing a middle-aged man, a young woman and a young man, and a mature-aged woman, each talking into a different style of microphone. The logo has been mocked up on clothing and looks great. While on a vertical banner or A-frame display with additional marketing words encouraging people to give Amateur Radio a try, the logo put a professional touch to it all. The logo will appear on a media release letterhead template and other material for use by participating clubs. Details of the event that provides a focus to attract new members and new radio amateurs can be found on the WIA website, wia.org.au, and will appear in the September edition of Amateur Radio Magazine, out in just a few days' time. Registrations are now open for all radio clubs or three or more radio amateurs getting together those amateurs who may intend to operate an amateur radio club in a public place on Saturday, 23rd of October. To register, just go to the WIA website, I'll say it again, wia.org.au, and check out the online registration form via the WIA Centenary of Contest sections. Hams Across Australia, VK4. Tark does the theatre restaurant. Tarkadians, that is, people in the Townsville area, and their friends will once again be thoroughly entertained when they head along to this year's Townsville Coral Society Theatre Restaurant with host Rod Wilson and a stellar supporting cast regaling the audience with music, comedy and songs, etc. Now this year's Tark event will be Friday evening, November 5. A fantastic show. Just contact Ian, VK4IGM, to book and pay for your seats. The Queensland Club's President's Lunch will be held again this year, the host club for the lunch, this year the Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club, the venue the Rocky Leagues Club, George Street. The doors will open at 12 on Sunday November 14 to start lunch at 1230 Prior to the lunch, Michael Owen, our President, will visit the Radio Museum at the Rockhampton Heritage Village starting at 8.30am and will participate in the news callback on the two metre repeater at 9.45am. Following lunch, presentations on WIA and amateur radio issues will be made by WIA President Michael Owen. There will be additional speakers of which we will advise you shortly. The WIA will sponsor the cost of the room and the cost of the lunch to you will be $24 paid by each attendee. This includes a served meal of beef, chicken or fish, followed by dessert. Special dietary requirements can be arranged if required. The intention of the lunch is to have as many Queensland clubs represented as possible. The Radar Club will be able to assist with transport from airports and railway stations if required. Please advise if you wish to attend... Advise the lunch organiser, Radar Club Secretary Clive Sate, VK4ACC at wia.org.au. You're listening to the WIA National News. It's the home of the good guys and the WIA extends its congratulations to Piers Healy, Victor Kilo Two, Alpha Papa Quebec, on the celebration of his 99th birthday, August 13. Pierce gained his amateur licence at the beginning of World War II but could not get on air at that time. In the 1950s he was a member of New South Wales Divisional Council and later President. Whilst President, Pierce prepared and read the VK2WI Morning Bulletin. He served many years as VK2 Federal Councillor. Pierce was particularly well known for his amateur radio notes that were published in Radio on Hobbies, the predecessor of Electronics Australia. Pierce is a life member of the WIA and of ARNSW. He's still a regular voice on VK2WI Sunday callbacks, and we extend our best wishes to Pierce on this momentous occasion and wish him all the well as he enters his centenary. We'll certainly be looking forward to giving you a cheerio call next year, Pierce. Speaking of reaching 100, a word of congratulations here to Charlie Hellman, W2RP, who has hit the grand old age of 100. W-2RP got his first licence in 1925, age 15. In honour of reaching this milestone of life, his family threw a nice party for him and the QCWA sent him a beautiful plaque for the honour. Hot on the heels of this good news comes sad word, word of an Aussie SK. Yes, sadly, I have to announce that Cole, Victor Kilo 1 Alpha Uniform, passed away August 22, age 90. Cole was definitely one of the real gentlemen of the air.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA.
1: International News, with thanks to the RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. The Pakistan Amateur Radio Society reports that emergency communications support for ham radio operators have been extended in the past week to three more villages. PAH's emergency communications organiser, ASAT, AP2AUM, said food and non-food items have been provided to around 1,000 families in the Shahsada and Nawashara areas. He said a medical camp was also established which treated almost 700 patients, mainly suffering from skin and gastro diseases. The United Nations estimates 20 million have been affected across Pakistan by the flood disaster and 1,600 lives lost. Assad AP2AUM said that the area is not covered under the 2 metre repeater footprint, so comms have been restricted to simplex operation within the group. He said about 30 hams are providing help to those who have fled the flooded areas. Additionally, handheld radios and crossband repeaters and antennas have been offered from Turkey. Once they arrive, said Assad A P two A U M, the relief operation can be successfully expanded into Inner Punjab Province. PAS, Pars P A R S continues working in collaboration with Islamabad Jeep Club members, with their four-wheel drive sport utility vehicles delivering essential relief supplies. With medical help being provided by the Pakistan Academy of Family Physicians. V K two L A W reports that the Indian Ministry of Communications has finally allocated for amateur radio use six metres... 50 to 54 megs using 25 watts.
3: The licensing structure has now been rationalised with only two classes of license restricted in general. The licenses can now be acquired for either 20 years or for the lifetime of the holder. The other interesting development is that 400 watts DC input power has been allowed on all HF bands for the general class license. Earlier, the limit was 150 watts input, with 400 watts being allowed in very small sub bands for the old advanced class license holders. The Montenegrin Amateur Radio Pool, MARP, formed in October 2008, has been accepted to the International Amateur Radio Union, IARU, Member Society. 65 votes were returned to the IARU International Secretariat, with 63 votes in favour of admission and two abstentions. The Republic of Montenegro 4-0 declared its independence on June 3, 2006, following a national referendum, and was admitted as the 192nd member of the United Nations on June 28, 2006. Broadband adoption falling in USA. Adoption of broadband by citizens in the United States has slowed dramatically this year and a majority believes that making high-speed internet access affordable should not be a major government priority. This according to a study by the Pew Research Center's Internet and American Life Project. The research found that two-thirds of Americans currently use broadband at home, a number that's statistically the same as a similar Pew study conducted at the same time in 2009. The research firm last year found 63% of Americans were broadband adopters. The study also found that the majority of Americans did not believe high-speed Internet access to everyone in the United States should be a top priority for the federal government. Fully 53% of Americans said affordable broadband access should not be attempted by government or was simply not too important of a priority. Radio Crime. Authorities continue to search for alleged killers of N5VGH and his wife. A story from AR Newsline now on the hunt for the alleged murderers of a Utah ham and his wife. Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, is in the AR Newsroom with the latest.
4: Authorities across the nation continue to search for escaped Arizona prison inmate John McCluskey and his accomplice Caseline Welch. The two, along with captured fugitive Tracy Province, are believed responsible for the murders of Gary Haas, N5 VGH, and his wife Linda at a remote campsite not far from Santa Rosa, New Mexico, some two weeks ago. As reported last week, the charred remains of the elderly couple were found in their burned-out camper by a rancher living in the area. Police say they have forensic evidence that directly links McCluskey to the murder scene. According to a report from the American Radio Relay League, the Hosses were married 35 years. They were high school sweethearts who married when Linda was still in college and Gary was in the U.S. Air Force. Both followed career paths that led them to work for General Motors at their plant in Oklahoma City, and they left when it closed in 2006. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. And from your friends here in the United States at the Amateur Radio Newsline, we say a hearty congratulations to the Wireless Institute of Australia on its 100th anniversary.
0: News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA.
5: Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2010. October 23, WIA National Field Day. October 2 and 3 WIA Oceania DX Contest Phone October 9 and 10 WIA Oceania DX Contest CW November 20 and 21 WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day New Zealand's Doug Gorman Frequency Measuring Contest This contest runs again on Monday the 6th of September 2010 at 2100 hours New Zealand Standard Time 0900 hours UTC The revised rules brings the contest up to the modern standard that amateurs can now reach with homebrew equipment. Gone is the measuring of three frequencies spread across the 80 metre amateur band. For maximum points, the total of five frequencies must be measured within plus or minus 5 kHz of 3895 kHz. There are now three grades of measuring. John Kim Cup, symbol equipment to 100 Hz readout resolution. Norm Edward Shield, equipment better than 10 Hz readout resolution or Ultra category. Equipment directly referenced to an atomic standard during the contest. The ZL branch award is still available and certificates will be provided to all entries with an average deviation of 100 Hz or better. The contest takes care of all measuring methods now available to the amateur. Get Your Feet Wet CW event. The 2010 Get Your Feet Wet CW event begins 0000 hours UTC on Friday the 10th of September and goes to 0000 hours UTC on the 13th of September. The event is sponsored by FIS, but any license operator can enter. Operators new to CW, even if you had a license a long time, and experienced brass panners are all encouraged to participate. No programmable KEYS, code readers, or computer assistance in sending and receiving code are allowed. Just human-powered CW from straight KEYS, CODES, Iambics and human-powered KEYS. For more detailed rules and even downloadable log sheets, go to wia.org.au and read the text version of this week's national news. Check under the activities heading Get Your Feet Wet Weekend. Now up the road a piece to Trek.
6: G'day, this is Dale, bk 4 dmc for the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club, Trek. Last weekend, Trek members activated the Archipoint Lighthouse, Alpha Uniform 0065 for the 2010 International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. Archer Point is located some 200km north of Cairns in far north Queensland on a very exposed headland. Trek members travelled up from the Atherton area, a 600km round trip. Archer Point is a very isolated location with no facilities available, so we had to be totally self-sufficient. Tents, camping gear, batteries and generators were the order of the day. Antennas were erected on the Friday, and VK4WAT, the Trek call sign, was on air at 0001 Zulu on Saturday morning. Whilst erecting a portable mast, the wind was so strong that it caused one of the aluminium poles to break, allowing the vertical antenna to crash to the ground with a resounding thud. No damage to the antenna, fortunately. We set up two stations, one from a vehicle right next to the lighthouse, and another station a little way below the lighthouse in a slightly less windy location. Conditions proved to be very good on 20, 40 and 80 metres. A total of 36 other lighthouse amateur radio stations were contacted around Australia, New Zealand and the United States of America. Lighthouse stations in every state of Australia were contacted. We also worked many other amateur radio stations worldwide, including Marion Island in the southern Indian Ocean, Nevis in the Caribbean, New Caledonia, plus many other and international amateur radio stations. Thanks to all the stations who worked VK4WAT this year, and so for mentioning our 28 degree temperatures, especially to those poor operators at the Cape Lewin Lighthouse who shivered in only 3 degree temps. We are looking forward to working the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend again next year. This has been Dale, VK4DMC, and you're listening to the WIA News.
5: Special event stations repeater beacon DX net advice. Saba 2010 DX de- expedition. The Saba 2010 team has completed all preparations for the activation of Saba beginning 10th of the 10th of the 10th. That is the likely date that the Netherlands Antilles will cease to exist and several new DXCC entities will be created as a result. One of those new countries should be Saba stroke Saint Eustatius due to their close proximity. Although this is not a 100% certainty, it is likely enough to plan an operation. Two teams comprised mostly of members of the Southeastern DX Club will operate over a 2-week period beginning on the 10th of October and ceasing operations on the morning of October the 23rd. The Vanuatu DX expedition YJ0VK is taking place through September 2, 2010. They are said to be placing special focus on the warc bands 10, 18 and 24 MHz. So please QRV on the following frequencies: CW 10.107, 18.077, 24.897 and single sideband 10.130 18.118 24.935 QSL is via the Bureau. Belgian Special event Station ON4WAR Amateur radio operators from the Radio Club of Benchers ON7RY will activate the Special event Station ON4WAR between September the 4th and 5th. This activity is to commemorate the sacrifice of the Belgian resistance in World War II and especially those of the Refuge B40 in Belgium. The timetable of the activities are as follows. September the 4th, Saturday between 9am and 6pm local time, 1100 hours to 1800 hours Zulu. September the 5th, Sunday between 8am and 4pm local time, ten hundred hours to 1600 hours Zulu. Please note modes of operations. At the top of the hour, up to the hour and a half. CW transmissions with a Watton Paraset Mark 7 on 3.560 MHz, 3.579 MHz, 3.583 MHz, and 7.025 MHz. At the hour and a half up to the next hour, SSB transmissions on the HF bands. QSL information via ON7RY, direct or by the Bureau. For VK1 WIA National News,
0: I'm Felix, VK4FUQ in Ingham. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA.
1: to Watch on the WIA National News. The New Zealand Ministry of Economic Development has relaxed the conditions of use of unlicensed short-range devices in a key handband. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, is in Auckland with the latest. We hear here as he speaks to Amateur Radio Newsline. The new conditions or rules
7: were put in place without any consultation with New Zealand's National Society NZART. They permit the use of walkie-talkies, wireless headphones, wireless audio senders and other such consumer gear in the input band of most of our nation's 70 centimeter amateur repeaters. The previous rules had permitted the same 433.05 to 434.79 megahertz frequency range but with an output power limited to 25 milliwatts and restricted the use to telemetry and telecontrol modes that had far shorter transmissions. The new devices now given access to 433.05 to 434.79 MHz typically have very annoying long duration transmissions causing significant interference to licensed amateur radio operations. It should be noted that all New Zealand National System repeaters use input frequencies above 434.79 MHz and are not affected by the change. Those owned and operated by individual Kiwi hams operating with input channels below 434.79 MHz are the ones suffering from access by these consumer electronic devices. From Down Under in Auckland, New Zealand, I'm Jim Meechins at L2BHF
1: reporting for the Amateur Radio Newsline. Thanks Jim and thanks Amateur Radio Newsline. You know, if that wasn't enough, there's also a new allocation in New Zealand from 3.64 to 4.04 for auditory aids. These hold the potential to interfere with amateur signals in the amateur 75 and 80 metre bands worldwide. The News workbench, the nuts and bolts report. Toshiba is to launch the first 3D TV without glasses. Yes, Japanese electronics giant Toshiba plans to market the world's first 3D television that doesn't need special glasses, and later this year. Toshiba will unveil three models of the television sets, which will cost several thousand dollars just before Christmas. The company has developed a new system that emits a number of rays of light with various angles from the screen so that the viewers can see stereoscopic images without glasses.
7: Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. And VK3, it can be heard on VK3 REC repeater on 147.175 MHz at 9.30am on Sunday morning. The broadcast is repeated on Wednesday evening at 8pm.
8: I'm John, VK3ARK. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's FAITH operate the ham radio station in barcelona cathedral the spanish amateur radio team amic once ea3rkr has received special authorization to set up a ham radio station and transmit from inside barcelona cathedral something unheard of since its construction The event will take place on the 18th of September and the team would like to invite any radio ham who may be travelling to or on vacation in Barcelona on this date to come and operate the station. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier Paysat project announced in Taiwan. Yet another ham radio satellite is on the drawing boards. A team from the Taiwan Department of Aeronautics and Astronautics and the Department of Electrical Engineering at the National Chung Kung University has announced a CubeSat development project named Platform for Attitude Control Experiment, or PACESAT for short. This CubeSat will feature 3-axis stabilisation, utilising a miniature momentum wheel and magnetic coils. Attitude determination will use 3-axis magnetometer and 3-axis gyro and, of course, sun sensors. Temperature sensors will monitor the thermal environment inside the satellite. The new bird is designed for a 600km near-circular orbit with a 98-degree inclination. Mission lifetime is planned to be two months and frequencies discussed in the satellite design documentation include 145 MHz for uplink and downlink communications on 433 MHz CW and AX25. ISS cooling system affects ARIS contacts. A cooling system failure on the International Space Station has impacted ARIS operations. On August the 11th, NASA astronauts successfully completed the second of three to four spacewalks in an effort to replace a faulty ammonia pump module on the International Space Station's truss, one that has forced many cutbacks in areas abroad the orbiting outposts, including time that the astronaut hams are spending on the air. Since July the 31st, the space station has been operating at half of its usual cooling capacity, utilising the one remaining cooling pump. This forces astronauts to power down equipment to prevent overheating on the ISS. As this newscast is prepared, it has already taken almost 16 hours of spacewalks or EVAs for the astronauts to remove and replace the failed cooling pump in an effort to bring the ISS back to full capacity. As a result, RS ham radio operations, which include both voice and packet, have been given a low priority until the problem is resolved. Back at Johnson Space Centre in Houston, Texas, Space Station Program Manager Michael soffredini says that a third spacewalk was planned to install the replacement pump and a fourth is likely to be needed to put the defective pump into a storage place. These may have in fact taken place by the time this newscast goes to air. Attempts are being made to carry out scheduled RS contacts, but with the understanding that they may be cancelled at the last minute worldwide special interest groups radio scouting
2: this is bob vk6 pop reminding you that there's about six weeks to go for jamboree on the air again some five hundred thousand scouts and guides worldwide will take part in jamboree on the air and jamboree on the internet every year there is a theme for jota Joti, and this year the theme is directly related to article 12 of the convention of the rights of the child the right to be heard this year is the 20th anniversary of the convention As in previous years, amateurs around the world will be invited to help out with the JOTA activity and many will accept the challenge. We live in hope that Old Soul will grow a few spots in October, giving us some good propagation. Nevertheless, only a couple of children can speak on the radio at a time, so an interesting program based on the theme and the Scout Guide Award scheme and worked around the radio activities will ensure an enjoyable weekend for the young folk. Unlike a contest, JOTA is not competitive but it has the same excitement as a contest because we know the bands will be well used and whatever propagation exists will be used for maximum effect. There's growing interest by scouts in JOTA and amateur radio, so there's no time like the present to give the hobby a boost by introducing it to young people. If you're approached by a scout or guide group to help out with JOTA and or JOTI, please consider saying yes. I'd also like to point out that most states have laws relating to working with children and I advise you to find out from your scout or guide contacts what the rules are in your state or territory. It's better to do this well before the event to allow the process time to work. Information about Jota and Jody can be found at www.international.scouts.com.au www.international.scouts.com.au Look for the Jota Jody menu item. Check this site regularly for updates as the event comes closer. Jota Joti is on October the 15th to the 17th. USA's
8: 2010 National Scout Jamboree, celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Boy Scouts of America, was held on July the 26th to August the 4th at Fort AP Hill in Virginia. According to AWRL Rocky Mountain Division Director and K2BSA Station Coordinator Manager, that is Brian Milchowski, N5ZGT, Ham Radio was a big part of the event that attracted more than 43,000 participants from across the nation and around the world. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne.
3: This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au.
0: We've reported. You decide.